I think phones have become evil. Yeah. I mean, legitimately, that's they control people's lives right now. Sure. You have people that stay on their phone all the time. Car wrecks because of it. That's because of it. I mean, if you sleep with your phone under your pillow and it catches on fire and burns your hair up, that's kind of your own fault. Right. I mean, right. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode two of, if I get the name right this time, uh, Amateur Experts. We've got uh, guest number two, which is the one and only Bo Diddle, and he has brought one of my favorites, Larceny. So you do the honors as one of our guests to to open the bottle, give us a pour. I am going to wimp out and go with some ice. Oh, you can put some ice in both of them. That would be great. So while you're doing that, you said you keep yours chilled? Man, I cheat. I do keep a lot of my stuff in the freezer just because the schedule I run, I don't have really time to enjoy anything. And uh, so I keep a lot of my stuff in the freezer. I got you. Um, I have to watch some things that I keep in the freezer because <laughs> they will freeze. So um, I'm going to some of this ice from you. Yeah, go for it. Speaking of uh, freezers, I'm probably jumping ahead on all of this. And everybody knows this. Uh, you have one of the coldest uh, fridge I do. Uh, beer caves around, right? I have a cold beer cave. Um, I was lucky enough to uh, to kind of design my own beer cave, and I had a good friend help me design it. Uh, Jordy Rogers, he has his own uh, refrigeration company. Yeah. So uh, we did really well in it, um, designing them. <clears throat> So even my doors, like my doors and my coolers, I like to keep at 34, 32 degrees. I mean, it's colder than most keep theirs because they don't pay the line bill. Yeah. But people don't want hot beer. I mean, very few people want cowboy beer. Right. So um, that's just a deal with mine is I want to keep it cold as I can. I mean, like ice cold. You want it cold. That's amazing. People don't like hot stuff. So. Cheers, sir. Cheers, buddy. All right. DNT Media at their best. Nothing like drinking out of your own mugs on your uh, on your own podcast. Really, uh sell the brand man larceny is so underrated and so good ah, it's amazing this one is the for everybody just the small batch plain yeah. jane yeah. love it so good what what is where does bo diddle come from could you enlighten me please i don't think i ever heard the uh the whole story so when i was three days old came from the hospital did all that stuff uh my mom's daddy was my papa uh picked me up and took me to owasso here in town and bought me a 22 rifle, which I still have. Nice. We left there and went to uh, his dad's house, which was right behind my liquor store. There's a sawmill back there and his house and some money china steals, you know, the good stuff. But um, right. he called me a little Bow Diddle when I was three days old. So I have literally been Bow Diddle my as long as I can remember. So, um, but. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So, Bo Diddles, I mean, all the way back. Bo Diddles all the way back. So, I'm actually a junior. I'm, I'm Carl West Jr. Right. And after my daddy, which, that's a, that's a hard man. To, that's some hard footsteps to follow right there. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, I mean, I, I got a good daddy. He's a, he's hard for, I'll never be that guy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's 71, 72, and mm-hmm. just every day. Gets to work an hour early every day. Leaves, leaves you know, later than everybody else does. It just. Yeah, hard charging guy. Won't retire. That just one of those guys is just afraid if he retires, he won't he won't live. You know, Man. That, that old generation that just wants to work. You does know? does does that go down to you? I mean, like it does. Well, I don't. I don't think any of us. I mean, everybody will say that their dad is the best dad ever, right? Oh, but yeah. but I mean, does that does that play out in 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 you and how you uphold your values for? I mean, personal and professional work, it, family. It does. Um, I'm big on family. Like, I'm huge on family. That's very important to me. I've got a seven-year-old daughter who's with me a lot, um, mm-hmm. or my mom and dad. Mom and dad to keep her a lot. Um, we live next door to my parents. So I spent a long time getting that house bought to be next door to my parents. Yeah. So, man, I you know, it's it's something that I grew up around the corner from my, my nanny and papa, which is my mom and daddy, or my mama's mom and dad. And I've always been big on family, man. It's just something I... My daughter's been in my liquor store since she was born. Yeah. It's just one of those deals. She's always been up there. Yeah. Man. Well, before the liquor store stuff happened, were you, did you do law enforcement in I the did. past? Right? I did. I was I was a uh, little rock for a long time. I got you. Well, define a long time and how did how did that so, come about? 
I was there. I was on the streets for uh, 12 years, 13 years. No kidding. Yeah. You miss it. I miss the clowns. Don't miss the circus. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Um, it's yeah. A, it's a lot different now. And I still, man, I'm, I'm big on law enforcement. I'm big on military. Mm-hmm. People don't get that, man, those guys put those uniforms on every morning and walk out of their house and may not ever walk in the house again. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about that and I want to hear your opinions and feel free to say whatever, man. I mean, it's, let's talk about what, what is going on right now. Just your own opinions. I mean, you just hit it on the head of <laughs> so, these guys put the uniform on there. They want to get home yeah. at the end of the day, just like we I mean, want to. I mean, I, and it's, it's more, in general, it's more dangerous for a police officer than a fireman or EMT. Mm-hmm. Because they go into the scene first, usually, um, they go to the the shooting scene first. And but man, the fire department and the EMT, those guys put their life on the line too. I mean, sure. when I was first in Little Rock, the MIMS up there wore bulletproof vest. I mean, it's it's a bad deal, and there's no respect anymore. Yeah, like you know, when we were kids, if you were in Walmart and you did something wrong, whoever was closest to you got on to you, whether it be your mom and dad or just a stranger. Yeah, you know, and in these day and age, it's always the police officer's fault or the principal's fault or the teacher's fault. It's never your kid's fault, you know? Yeah. And I think we've just, we've lost some core values that we had. I mean, it's, I, I actually shared that. Let me read this post. Man. Yeah. Let me find this real quick. I shared a post this morning um, from Andy Griffith. That's because. And I don't know if y'all know much about it. You probably do. Yeah, sir. Well, funny enough, while you're, while you're pulling that up, uh, my dad does uh, some some advertising stuff here or in Little Rock. And uh, that's one of the things on MeTV is Andy Griffith. So yeah. uh, I'm not ashamed to say I have watched yeah. my fair share. I, uh, that's all good. So, of course, I have no service in here. But, you know, um, basically it said that. Um, you shared it on Facebook? Yeah. That, I bet uh, you I can find you. I'm on our Wi-Fi. That a, a guy wanted Andy to let Opie do what he wanted to do. And. And he basically said, you know, he'll he'll go for the first shiny thing he finds. Whether it be bad or good, he's going to go for it. And when he falls on his face, you've got to be there to pick him up. And if you just if you teach your children to trust you and you can do the right thing, you know, you can teach them the right thing and they don't, they don't have to learn that lesson the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's... Um, That's strong. If you raise your children, your parents don't have to. Because if you don't raise your child, you know... It, they're not going to be raising their child right. That means you're going to raise your children's child because they're going to be in jail or whatever. Sure. So, I mean, the society this day looks at a police officer as always an evil person. There's bad police officers. There's bad firemen. There's bad whatever you do in life. There's somebody bad at it, man. You, yeah. yeah. That's it right there. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Clutch. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. So, a hobo told Andy he should just hope he decide for himself how he wanted to live. And Andy had these words of Mayberry Wisdom. No, I'm afraid it don't work that way. I can't let a young decide for himself. He'll grab the first flashy thing he sees with shiny ribbons on it. Then when he finds out there's a hook in it, it's too late. Wrong ideas come with package with so much glitter that it's hard to conceive that it's bad or good. So it's just about keeping temptation away. Sure. So, you know, you, your kids have to trust you. And I instill that in my daughter a lot. Um, I take her with me as much as I can. You know, whatever I'm, in, whatever I'm involved in, I try to have her involved in, whether we're hunting, fishing, whatever. My daughter knows right to run with a gun. I mean, that's just what it is. She's a heck of a shot. Yeah. A little girl can shoot. <laughs> so it's just about instilling the right thing in people. You know, not everybody's bad. Police officer, not. Sure. Um, one of my pet peeves as an officer was I hated when parents would walk up to me and go, if you don't act right, this police officer's going to get you. Mm. And I would just look at them in the eye and say, no, I'm not going to get your child. And I would squat down and talk to the children. I mean, it's just, I don't want them to be scared of an officer, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, to that point, do you think social media gives uh, officers right now uh, a pretty bad rap? Because all we see, as as you know, I mean, social media feeds you what you yeah, want to see or feeds you what they want you to see in, in some regards, one way <laughs> or the other. Um, Especially when you get, I mean, right versus left or whatever it is we're talking about. When you start liking this and start sharing this and all that, you jump into that algorithm. Oh, yeah. And so it's it's just like this terrible rabbit hole that you have to keep an open mind to all of it. But do you think they get kind of a, an unfair yes. rap on, on media? A, a thousand percent. Um, because there's that hour 
of them doing whatever they did before the officer got there. Right. And there's that 10 minutes of the officer talking to that person before you see what really happened. Yeah. You know, they've hit that officer five times and the officer finally, you know, grabs a hold of them. And then that's all you see is the officer grabbing them for no reason. You know, and it's the, it's the way you perceive it. I've, I've always told people you have two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. Then you have the truth. Sure. So, and that's. But again, to circle back. There are. It's not saying all cops are angels and saints. Oh no, people no, have no, made no. mistakes. Oh, yeah, and and it's not in a defense and and to try to contradict terrible things that have happened. That that has happened. Um, but I think a lot of stuff from an outsider looking in with zero law enforcement experience. I wonder how I would react when we see these videos or we see these things that that something happened in a heated situation. I mean, you can hear. Yeah, some of them. It's pretty obvious. Like, whoa, okay, maybe, yeah. you know, it's. I realize things can be swayed in media and all that stuff, but that is very strongly coming across as something that was unnecessary or whatever. But I mean, how I, I try to think of how I would react in those situations. You can have, I assume, all the training in the world, but if, if someone pulls a gun or a knife or something, I mean, yeah. you have your, your own natural it, instincts it, it that takes, come in. It, it's, it happens so fast when yeah. somebody pulls a gun on you. It's, it's, it's happened to me. Yeah. You, it's, um, Million studies have been done. Is it faster to draw from your wherever? To, you you've got to know the situation, knowing that you you want to go home to your family during the night. But I mean, I watch videos and then I'm like, "What are you doing, man? You're you're an officer. Why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, you're giving us a bad name. I mean, and that's the way I look at things. I you know, I'm just I was different as an officer. Yeah. So in my tenure as an officer on the streets, I wrote three speeding tickets. Three. Three total. Three total. And All the same day in a school zone. No kidding. Every one of them passed the school bus with the lights flashing. And the stop sign out. Stop sign out. And every one of them was doing about 45 miles an hour. And I got sent her to work that assignment that morning. Yeah. Um, I was the guy that would pull you over and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, let's not do that again. Sure. You know, and, and most time people respected that. Um, but it just, I, I wanted, I was more after... The criminals now I might pull you over and be like, "Man, you just run that stop sign right in front of me? Are you you good? I mean, yeah, come on, man." And if you talk to people, ninety nine point nine percent of people, if you talk to them correctly, they'll talk to you correctly. Yeah, no worries. You don't have to have an attitude with everybody. Yeah, and that was that was my deal. I try to treat everybody the same, no matter what walk of life they're from. I don't care. I'm t- I, it's the same person to me. I'll shake anybody's hand. Sure, you know, sure. Um, and that's the way I, I treated everything. Is everybody's the same. So and it, it worked out good in my career. I mean, it's worked out yeah. good for me in life in general is to treat everybody the same. I love so. that. I love that. I mean, you can hear in some of the videos and all that stuff. I mean, these guys, when they get into it, you can you can hear that they're scared. I mean, you can hear that. I mean, going back, I don't mean to beat it into the ground, but they're they're just people. And, and when you get in those situations, I mean, they're just they're just trying to do their best. Again, not to not to wash away the guys who, who do bad things, but it's cool to hear like yeah. your point of view on, I mean, on that kind of stuff. You get tunnel vision so bad when you get those situations. Sure. You know, your heart rate gets up and you, you get this tunnel vision on you. And I, it, I, it's tough. What is it like when you, when you, when you pull somebody over and you have to walk up to that side of the window, you have no clue what's going on. Right. You, I mean, it's, you have no clue. And I understand you like, if I get pulled over, I roll my windows down, I turn my car off. Right. You know, all the windows are in my car down, uh, unless my labs are in the back seat. Then I crack them. I'm like, hey, my dogs are in the back seat. You sure. know, and but I, and I want to be as respectful as I can to the officer. Yeah. Whether I was doing wrong or right, I'm still going to respect him. Yeah. And the outcome be the outcome. I can always go to court. Right. Let's you figure know, it out later, man. Right. Let's. It's if they're shouting at you and giving you orders, just go with the flow and yeah. let's figure it out later. Yeah. We don't have to. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, I've got some friends that were in some bad shootings. And they're not the same. Really? They don't. It's not something you wake up and go, all right, I'm going to shoot somebody today. That's not, it's not, sure. nobody does that. You know, it, it's, nobody in their right mind does that. Yeah. So it's it's not something you want to do is take somebody's life. It, it hangs with you. So it, hang, it hangs with you hard. What was, what was, what was the most intense experience you had? Shootings. Yeah. One. Yeah. Any, any one stand out that you're allowed or, or no, they, 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 they they kind of run together after a little bit, but I mean, as far as the most thing that bothered me the most ever was uh, a car wreck. Um, I had to work a car wreck on a young lady that she was in the back seat and two bulls were driving like idiots and killed her. And, uh, 
that that one bothered me. I don't know why that particular one stands out in my mind to this day, but it does. It, it really bothered me those those two kids and um, it, this situation was a bad situation. Yeah, you know, she didn't have any clothes on and she was in the back seat, and I just I always thought there was more to it than what really what was really said. So, but you know, Ooh. that's a tough one, dude. It was a tough man. She was young. Um, How old was she? A minor. <clears throat> she was fixing to be eighteen. To have to call those parents and tell those parents that sticks with you. Oh my word! On that note, how do you go from law enforcement to uh, retail? <laughs> so some things went down with the PD, and I just I, I didn't agree with them. Mm-hmm. So I did. We just kind of took a little. You know, we agreed to to split ways. Sure, which was the best. I mean, it worked out really good for me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I still got my retirement stuff up there, so it all worked out for me. This was back back in. Uh, I left there in sixteen. Okay, I believe it was sixteen. I left there. Uh, April. I think it was April sixteen. I left. I got you. So, um, but I've always had my side jobs going. I've always had my little construction company and my you know little lawn service going, and you know odd job stuff, and then. Um, when the liquor deal hit, I was like, okay, okay. I got a little extra money right now to throw around and try to get this liquor license. It was a gamble. I mean, it was a big gamble. You paid them money and if you got it, you got it. If you didn't, you lost money. Yeah. So I, I made the gamble and, uh, worked out. It worked out. So, well, so you've got the liquor store and we can go on and on, but you also have something that I think I got the best haircut of my life. When I went up there, how, where does, where does a, a hair salon fall into the mix? <laughs> So, I had a guy leasing the building next to me, or the unit next to me that had a hair salon in it. And he moved out. Uh, we put a meat market in, Cajun meat market. He moved out. Um, he fell on some hard times. He moved out. Um, and I was, I really wanted to put a little bar in there, like a little high, classy bar that was like for somebody that wanted to work from home. Mm-hmm. They could come to the, come hang out and start, you know, we start serving beers at lunch. And, you know, and just it wouldn't work out with liquor laws so sure um shelly platt's my business partner and at the time she wasn't but she was like well won't you put a barbershop in i'm like what a barbershop i don't know no yeah. well she has a very successful salon like shelly is amazing she uh she gets invited to fly overseas a lot to teaching like paris and london and no kidding yeah she's she's good there's Are you serious? so yeah she's she's really come i go to a big hair show everybody's like wanting to come on stage with them and and those those girls that work over that rumors, man, they're good. Yeah. I mean, they're just like the best of the best. Cause and you got we got Bliss over there. Bliss is amazing. Amy works over there. Amy worked for my uncle, who had a barbershop in the Office Depot parking lot. Growing no I was growing kidding. Up. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Amy's over there. She's amazing. Um, we got a new girl over named Lexi. She's good. She's really an up and comer. So and then we got uh, Marisa over there. She's she's amazing, man. It's we have a good crew then. On the barbershop shop, we got Jesse, of course, and we got Charlie. And Charlie's my little rock star, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, that's 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 who, uh, yeah. who who trimmed me, man. That was she, she's a rock star, man. She's she's so mature for her age; it's yeah. unreal. I mean, there's not a 21 year old that does what she does. Yeah, I mean, it's just does she like it. I mean, does she? She loves it, man. Yeah. She's she's so good at what she does. So, she was real shy at first, but. She's coming on her shelf. She's 21 now, so I'm going to bring her some events with me. You know, I'll have her to air show with me this year. There you go. Some third Thursday and stuff with me. <clears> so she's coming out of her shell, and she's a she's a doll. Man, her, her dad a, was a first responder. He was a fireman. Okay. So and I actually met her dad a bunch of times playing softball around, and it's been years ago, though. When I saw a picture, I was like, oh, I know your dad. Yeah. So Birds of a feather, man. Yeah, man. And he's a, but a good family, and she's, she's a little rock star. Everybody comes back to her. You know, everybody comes back to her. Sure. So, well, that's that's who I'm hitting up next time. Yeah. With the uh, with the liquor stuff, do you is is it uh, is it hard right now in in any regards to find stuff? Dude, what's what's going on with inventory, dude? It's terrible right now. I mean, it's, why? What's happening? People won't work. That's the that's the biggest thing that we're facing right now. Anywhere, you know, you can't get you can't get people to put liquor in the bottles, so you can't put the bottles on the truck, so you can't get the truck to ship out. I mean, it's just right, just all rolls downhill and, um. Right now, my store is full of new stuff. Yeah, because I'm just filling holes right now. I mean, I'm literally you know, and the RTD game is huge right now. Ready to drinks, so, RTD ready to drink. Okay. So, 
Uh, I've got sugar shining cans now, and they're delicious. Mm-hmm. I've got I've got a whole bunch of new cans. High noons are back in. Um, of course, Monaco's. We sell a ton of Monaco's. Um, the Crown Rolls have come in. So much stuff has come in RTD right now. It's everybody's getting that game. Yeah. So yeah, this this fast paced life we live now, where you got to grab something and go. So it fits in. Yeah, it fits in. You were, I mean, we we were talking earlier before we were rolling about you know tough to get you know good people in right places and all that stuff. And we we're talking about values and all that. What do you think has changed? I don't mean to go back full circle and get on this big spiel, but are things the same as they used to be? Cause, cause I mean, we were talking about, you know, tough to find good people and you know, all this other stuff. And I know you have your, your good guys that you have and all that, but what's different. I mean, are, are things the same? I mean, five bucks now is not what five bucks was then is hard work. Now what hard work was then what's your, what's your own personal view on that? Is it, is everybody soft? Is it just different? Is so, it, uh, uh, I watch a guy who's like a motivational guy. Mm-hmm. And in 1980, the average male handshake was like, and I might be wrong on these numbers, was like 114 pounds a square inch. The average female was 90 pounds a square inch. Average handshake. Yeah, the average male handshake was, that was his grip strength, was 114 pounds per square inch. The average female was 90. Fast forward to today, average female is 100, average male is 94. Really? Yeah. He also asks, he has a, a little test you do. Whoa. And the first question is, somebody spits in your mama's face, what do you do? Go hand to hand with them. Ask them why they spit in your mama's face. The most common answer is, I would try to find out why that guy's having a bad day. You spit in my mama's face, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bad day. Sure. I don't care who you are. You don't spit mama's face. That's just something you don't do. And but but the new generation wants to find out why why would you spit my mom's face? It don't matter. You spit my mom's face. I don't care what you. But don't. Is that is that because? I mean, do you think that stems from people trying to be good people, or it is strictly a non-confrontational? I think it's. I don't want to deal with. That. I think it's a non-confrontational. My mama put me in a corner when I was growing up instead of tearing my butt up and being done with it. My parents didn't believe in drawing out stuff. You messed up. You was in Walmart. You embarrassed them. They embarrassed you. Right. That's just the way it was. When if you when I was growing up, if you were in school and you got a pilot at school, well, my mama picked you up from school. You got another one. Daddy come home. You got another one. Me, I was smarter than that. I didn't get a pilot at school. I was yeah. a good kid. But mama was at school all the time too. So, but I've I've always been instilled. You represent the family. You know. Everything you do in life represents our family. So I've always tried to keep that in my mind and and, uh, do the best I can do to represent my family. Like I said, it struggles back to family's big. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, And, you know, family's not always blood and blood's not always family. But most of my family, I do anything in the world for. So, um, and I've got friends now that, man, I do anything in the world for. Yeah. I mean, I've got some close, close friends. That, that I think the world of. Um, but they just, I don't know if it's just the, the, the discipline now is different. You know, used to at school, you got paddles. Sure. Now it's always a teacher's fault. Yeah. Even though you're on camera doing what you were doing, well, you edited that. It happened 13 seconds ago. You think I really edited this video, you know? Right. It's, uh, I mean, anything's possible, but. Yeah, just it is. It yeah, is the way it is. It's just employees uh, that I've had lately seem to have phone problems, and when you say something to them about it, they get in their feelings about it and then either quit or whatever. And I understand everybody has a bad day and wants to do something different sometimes, but I think phones have become evil. Yeah, I mean, legitimately, that's they control people's lives right now. Sure. You have people that stay on their phone all the time. Car wrecks because of it. That's because of it. I mean, if you sleep with your phone under your pillow and it catches on fire and burns your hair up, that's kind of your own fault. Right. I mean, right. I'm just saying. But, I, it's, it is the most powerful tool. I mean, social media it, to me is 
the absolute king of oh, yeah. everything. And it can be used for great stuff. We can get on and say, hey, get your larceny at Bo Diddle's website. Click that's the right. link below, whatever. Right. And it's that's, awesome that's and great. That's coming. That's coming. I've got a website coming. i got some it guys is. building that. You, yeah. have a, you have an awesome website. Dude, I have some guys building a, a phenomenal <laughs> website. <laughs> yes, this guy, you do. This guy came and took my store over one day and just sat down and, and talked about this stuff. I don't, yeah, I don't he know. Just, he, he just, just randomly shows just up. just walked in. Stuff. I was off the street, man. Pretty rough. Some D&T media going on. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, social media has its powerful awesomeness it, in that regards, but it it can do so much more damage yeah. than good. I mean, I'm the guy that I want to hear the both sides of every story. Sure. So when I see something going on, I want to find out what the other side is. So my little, whatever you call the deal, your rabbit hole you go down, mine's mm-hmm. all over the place. Really? Yeah, because I don't. I want to find out both sides of the story. Yeah. I don't want to just hear... You know, Joe say this about Tom, and then I want to hear what Tom says about Joe. I mean, what's the real deal? Yeah. So, yeah. it's a. Uh, I, I like to do a little research before I go to go to spouting off things. Sure, sure. So, what's your uh, what's your ideas on? And we don't have to use this if we don't want to, whatever. But uh, local law enforcement here. I mean, there's there's always room for improvement and this that and the other. But you're just own experiences elsewhere coming in here. What's so, what are the holes you see? I'll, I'll have to say all three. High-profile people in this town are friends of mine. Carl Menden, Brown Police Chief. Mm-hmm. I worked with him in Little Rock. Great guy. Yeah. Scotty Hodges. Love, love Carl. Oh, yeah. Scotty Hodges at Benton. Mm-hmm. I love Scotty, man. That's mm-hmm. a great dude. And Rodney Wright. Man, that's that's three great guys. Yeah. I mean, when we do the air show and everybody shows up and works together. It's awesome. It's awesome, man. I mean, we have three great guys in control right now. I mean, Really, really great guys. Uh, fire is the same way. You know, we got new ambulance service in town. It's great. Yeah. But I think highly of our departments. I really do. I mean, what I came from to come down here to watch what we have going on down here, the 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 brotherhood they have here that they uh, they're not only you know work partners but they're friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a different deal. Uh, Little Rock, you go to work, you come home, or you go to work, you go to the bar. I never was a bar goer because I had. Other, I mean, I had other jobs going so sure. Sure. um but yeah we uh <clears throat> had the wonderful opportunity to be able to uh to to work with the city on a lot of their stuff and yeah. um uh, part of that was doing a bunch of videos with each of the departments and that included first responders yeah and so we got to go around and and uh and just to see the what you said the the brotherhood the camaraderie the support and it wasn't just with police officers we sat down with the fire guys and and just to hear all their stories and why they choose to do what they do and and be who they are was just absolutely amazing i mean we see from outside looking in you know from almost a very childish perspective which is how i typically view the world um you know oh those are those are the adults you know oh they'll show up oh oh just just call that number they'll take care of it all oh, that's you yeah. know they 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 well who is they and it was so cool to see who they really is man you know? we we have a great group of leaders in this in this community right now Saline county is really um in the next 10 years gonna be great things here i mean i'm i'm excited about this summer yeah i mean we got so much coming and, and there's some stuff i can't talk about yet but it'll come out soon and i, I know you know too but man i'm just pumped uh, it's exciting to see what we're doing down here. Yeah. You know, with with the leadership we have and all the departments working together like we work together, it just it makes things flow so much better. Sure. How's it been seeing Celine grow like it is? So, um, I live right down the road, about two miles from here, between here and, and the military. Yep. And I live in the woods. I mean, I, we've got land all around us. Sure. Um but there's houses there too now where I used to ride bicycles and, and fish and, and hunt when I was a kid and shoot BB guns is all houses now. So watching it grow, um, my, so my liquor store was my non-issue store. That was the first store in since Lark's that I had Nike tennis shoes. So it was Jane no and shoes there and kidding. she had, she was, she was the first one around to have, uh, Nike tennis shoes. So, um, it's, it's been great. Um, my grandpa lived behind that place for, years i mean yeah. like years and years I, I can't remember what year they actually moved here before my grandpa was born my grandpa was born in 28 so they, he lived back before and he had a big sawmill Ooh. back there and stuff and he had all kinds of stuff 19 what did you say 20 20 what papa was born in 28, 28. and they were here before that yeah they were here before the uh 
Coming from where? So Pawpaw came out of Looking Block, Texas, down in that area. Um, came up came up here, but most of his family is in like Chittasha Red Hill area, mm-hmm. down around Hope. They had a big gold company down there. So, but Papa Green moved here. Daddy's daddy moved here. Yeah. And set up here, and he had a work at Carpenter, where Carpenter and Military come together, the Big Red. Mm-hmm. That was yep. my great-grandpa's yep, yep, yep. service station. Gotcha. So there's a big write-up in the Democrat Gazette several years back about him because he started putting milk and bread in his store. And everybody was like, yeah, what do you, what do you buy milk and bread for? Nobody will do that. Well, it turned into what it is now. So, yeah, there's, awesome, there's some dude. there's some stories about Papa and them and a lot of history. Sure. People don't understand the history of Arkansas the, about, I mean, Al Capone was here. All, Al Capone was in Sling County all the time. Yeah. I mean, you had some you, you had some big guys around here. They tried to make Hot Springs Las Vegas. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stories about Babe Ruth played spring training in, in, in Hot Springs. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm two years into living in Arkansas, so I'm, yeah. I still consider myself a complete nobody. Yeah. Right? So it's, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. Like a really big deal. No kidding. What's, I mean, do we have to change anything with the amount of growth that we're having right now? What's, uh, so, and, and why are people coming here so much specifically? Man, right. Ben, well, so, take a break and pass the bottle. Yeah. Keep on, keep on ben going. Is, it's Benton, awesome. Benton is friendly. Sling County is friendly. Yeah. You know, when I first opened my store, I had a lady come in and I called her sweetheart. That's just something other people do. I didn't know her name, you know, so I was like, hey, sweetheart, how are you? Yeah. Well, I could tell she got kind of offended by it. And when she started talking to me, I was like, where are you from? She's like, I'm from New York. And I was like, so we talked and I, I talked through her, her being offended. And basically she thought everybody was hitting on her because she was from New York and that's kind of what to do up there. And I was like, so we talked, and she came in several weeks later, and she was like, you know, my experience here is so much better now that I understand those people are just telling me hi. They don't mean anything right. else by it. They're just saying hi to me. They don't know my name, so they call me sweetheart. Yep. Just as a, a friendly gesture. And I'm like, yes, ma'am, that's the way we do it here. Yeah. And she was like, it's so friendly here. I'll never leave. So, but once you come to Saline County, you move away, mm-hmm. you come back to Saline County. You know, it's just. It's home. It's home. Saline County's home. That's exactly right. Uh, every there's there's so much more here. I mean, we don't have the nightclubs and the stuff that the big towns do. Yeah. But do we really want that? Do we really want a big nightclub here all the time? Now, sure. a, a little bar here and there, like Cheers. I mean, a little Cheers bar would be great around here. Right. Right. But a nightclub, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, think of where you are. You've got. You have Little Rock right you there. You got Little Rock and you got Hot Springs. Exactly. I mean, if you want to go a little bit further, you've got Memphis. I mean, you're, yeah. you're in a good spot. Man. Yeah, you're in a good spot. We've got so much going on around here. Yeah. So I, I love this little, this little area. And I mean, I've watched it grow. And um, I did some work where we sat at right now. My dad had to had to help maintenance all the equipment out here. He had a little little side gig to maintain the, the equipment out here for when they were reclaiming all the mines. So yeah, yeah. I got to play on D8 Dozer when I was about. It's probably nine or ten. I had two of them hooked together. And it all? They were hooked side by side with a 24-foot blade on the front of them. Really? And I got to play on it. And, you know, as a kid, you're nine or ten years old, and you're on this huge piece of equipment, but I could run it. Right. So, and I still right. do. I mean, my daughter's seven. She can run them all. She's on, she drives my dually around the yard. She's a she's a kick, kick-ass little, uh, she's, little titan. She's my little girl. Man. She's my little, she, now, when we go out somewhere, she wants her fingernails done, her hair done, and a dress on. So... Another reason I opened a bar, we're, we're actually a full-service salon at Bo Diddles. We, yeah. we are a full-service salon. We do everything. But after Shelly told me to open this barbershop, I'm starting back around here to off-subject a little bit. But, yeah, no, no, no. Um, I got to thinking about it, and I was like, well, you know, and then I looked at what she had over there and what her book said, and I was like, oh, you know, we could make a little money at this. Nothing, you know, you don't want to make a killing off of it, but, and we don't do booth rent. Yeah. So I don't have a kid coming out of school and pay me 150 bucks a week, and I don't have no haircuts coming in. Mm-hmm. We pay your taxes. We match your taxes. You have a career. So when you go to the bank to borrow money. You're right there. You ha- you don't have the 99. Yeah. You're not going to let you have money on. So and we were actually fixing work with some banks in town to do um, some stuff. I just got appointed uh, with Hurricane Creek to be on their supervisor committee, which will probably turn into a board position for me. Congrats. Thank awesome. you. Thank awesome. you. That's a that's a good little little, little hometown sure. bank. Sure. I, like I like the little place. I've been there for a long time. So bought my my first loan there. So right um, I went and looked at the truck at Landers, and uh, Greg and Kelly Ryan had a had a spot, a little car lot here, and which 
Kelly is at Landers. <clears throat> so I went to them and told them what I was looking for, and they called me the next day. Kelly's like, hey, I got this truck. Do you you, you want to look at it? And I was like, yeah, I want to mm. look at it. It was a truck I looked for the day before at Landers. And she she saved me $10,000. Wow. Like the next day, and I'm like, I'm not even I'm not even going to argue with her price. I just wanted to. Right. Just, so just, she just sets me up at the, the credit union and, and does everything, and there's no two better people than Greg and Kelly Ryan. So if I if I if I pick my phone up and type in Greg, you know the little suggested words coming next mm-hmm. is Kelly. Hey, Greg Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the funny thing. You never you never see them apart. They're always together. They're, man, they're some great people. Yeah, some great people. So. Man, that's awesome. What was uh, what was it like at the? Well, I was gonna ask what was it like at the uh, at the uh, at the shop, the the barbershop during COVID stuff. And but I I want to also ask how that was through the through the liquor store. But I assume it would have been more impactful. For the for the hair salon, you're right up on somebody, right? So we had to shut down completely, completely. Both both salons had to shut down. So we're sister salons. Rumors and Bodas were sister salons, right? Um, we had to shut both of them down. Mm-hmm. But going back to we don't 299 people, we pay your taxes. Shelly got on the phone and got all of our people set up and helped them get set up. So the next week they had money coming in. Awesome. So 299 people that work work for themselves and do the booth rental, mm-hmm. they got nothing. And they were trying to cut hair out of high house. If you get caught cutting hair out of your house, you lose your license. I mean, we're regulated by the health department over there. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to be clean. I mean, if you nick somebody or something, it's, it's a serious deal. So, um, we were lucky and Shelly's a genius and stuff like that. So she set it all up and, and we got rolling with it and had everybody set up and rock and rolling. And I, it was the liquor store blew up because I didn't make anybody wear a mask. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to make, I'm not going to force somebody to put a mask on. So I kept my front door open, my back door open, had a big fan going all the time. So let air blow through. The customers wanted to wear a mask. The boys that wanted to wear a mask, that's fine with me. That's fine with me. I don't mind a bit. Did you have any, any backlash from that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I can assume. I got, I got a, two separate little fines from, from a state agency that I beat both of them. So. Sure. They didn't need the one of them got, uh, went much further than that. So. Anything, anything now? I mean, are, are you still having a deal, both salon and, and store? Is it? No, we, man, we've got great customers. I mean, I have some of the best customers in my liquor store. I have customers I look forward to seeing once a week. I mean, it's just they come in and chit chat and, and go on. And the same thing with salons. We have certain customers. I go, I go to rumors when I see certain, certain clients coming in. Sure. I'll go over and just talk to them. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's, it's a, I couldn't think of a much better – only way my life could be better is if I, like, hunted or fished professionally every day, all day. That was the only way my life could get better right now. Right, right. I mean, I, I enjoy what I do, um, and I do it for my daughter. I mean, I don't want her to pay for school. I want her I want her to – if she wants to go to college, great. You want to go to Voltec school to be an electrician? Mm-hmm. As long as you're happy, baby girl, daddy don't care. Go for it. You know? But I want her to be able to do and and go and and see the see whatever she wants to see. If we want to go on a hunt somewhere, you know. Yeah, we want to go. go. Just yeah. go. What's the hardest part in all of this? But primarily the liquor store. I mean, it sounds like the most difficult part is is people. Right now, it is. Employees are hard to find right now. Um, people still are not going back to work. You know, we have people come in. We get applications daily. Yeah. But they just fill them out so they can go tell unemployment that they fill applications out. What, what do you do? I mean, how how are you going to change that? So or, there's or, a hotline you can call to, you know, I tried to hire this person. They wouldn't come to work. But they never answer the phone and you can't get through to them. And you, they put you on hold. And, and I'm sure they're swamped up there. I'm sure they're shorthanded too. Yeah. So it's just a, you're just in a case 22 that knowing that they're shorthanded up there as well. You just you. you just battle where you can battle. So what do you do? You just keep hiring and and churning, uh, you know, going through until you find I mean, I've got, something that so sticks. My little brother retired. Yeah, he his company he worked for got bought out, um. So he's took his retirement, reinvested it with my guy, one of my guys that does it for me and my parents and my grandpa. We all just the same guy. Yeah, and uh, he came to work. I talked him into coming to work for me. So. Um, there were some glass companies around here that locally that wanted to pay him a lot of money to come work for them because he's really good at what he does. I got you. But I, I talked to him and he's going to work for me and man, having him on board with me is the best thing that's happened to me in a long time. Um, I don't have to worry about counting the money every morning. Yeah. I don't have to worry about putting the money in the safe every morning. Just, it's nice to have someone like that. He does it. Yeah. You know, it's things I, it's the things that I don't have to think about. I can concentrate on. I stay on my computer a lot. Mm-hmm. I've got it on my phone where I can online order. 
and I got to see what's coming and going because, so say my truck comes on Friday, but the shipment comes on Monday. Well, the guys that get their trucks Tuesday and Wednesday are going to buy it all out before I get a hold of it. Sure. So I try to get on there and get it found. And if I have to go pick it up, I go pick it up. I'm, so it's, it's, uh, right now on the lyric source, pretty tough. Right. Cause you, you've got to try to keep on hand every time, every time we get a shipment in, it's, it's a price change. Yeah. It's a price change. It's a price change. So. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you you get the whole I mean, if we were gonna completely black and white categorize things, people would be like, Oh yeah, Bo's just he's, you know, old fashioned in the way he, you know, thinks or this or that. Do you think you kinda have a short straw? Because when it comes to the to to finding people to to work and all that, because what we were talking about earlier of the whole it's a generational thing, things yeah. are different and all that stuff. I mean, do you think it's always gonna be an uphill battle because you're of the it's quote unquote un old school way of of you know. Well, it's not even that. I don't I don't care what. I, man, I don't. There's a lot of things in life that don't bother me. As long as, you don't, as long as you don't know how to push your religion on me or your sexuality on me, I don't care what you do. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care if you come to my store and you look presentable. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, you know, we have clients of every every walk of life. Don't bother me any. Mm-hmm. I just want you to work. I don't want you to. Watch two movies and not on your phone when you work at our shift. I mean, right. when I when I see you and you have your phone propped up on the counter watching a movie and customers walk in and you don't speak to them, that's not going to fly for me because our customers how I pay you. And when they come in the door and you don't speak to them, it looks bad on us. I want everybody to come in the door, just greet them. I mean, just to, hey, how are you? I mean, I don't, I don't care how you greet them. Sure. You know, if you're your buddy, call them what you want to call them. I don't think anybody else in the store. <laughs> don't be hollering some dumb stuff with people in the store, but... Yeah, we have all walks of life over there. I mean, the barber shop when we got it started, um, Jesse was trying to open his own up and it just wouldn't work out for him. So I called him. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna open a barber shop. You're my first hire." He's like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna open. Um, don't quit your job. Yeah, it's gonna be a, be a probably a month for this thing <laughs> opened up." Dude, like ten minutes later, he pulls up. He's like, "I quit. What do you want me to do?" I was like, "Man, it's gonna be a bit." He's like, "Just get me a chair. I'll cut around you while you're working." Wow. Yeah, it's. And I don't know if you've met Jesse yet or not, but no, Jesse's a large fella. I got you. Yeah, uh, he he don't take nothing off nobody. So he, my daughter loves him. So my whole family loves Jesse. He's a, he's a great guy. He's he's top notch. I promise you. So I have a hundred dollar bill theory. I can line ten people up and give everybody a hundred dollar bill. Mm-hmm. At least one person wants five twenties. That's life these days, but it goes back to phones. Everything goes back to a phone. They want to be on their phone playing. They want to be talking on Snapchat. They want to be whatever. And if you want to be on social media, post stuff about the store, I'll give you the Facebook code. Sure. I mean, you can get on there and post all day long about the store and stuff. But as long as you're working, you know, if you don't work and do your job, the store don't remain open and you don't have a job. So, and there's some, been some guys that I expected more out of that, and I've not had to fire but a few. Mm-hmm. Most of them just, you know, and we split on good terms. I don't, I, I'm, I'm very nice until I'm not. Um, and I tend to, I tend to harbor things instead of just saying, Hey man, get off your phone. Yeah. I, I tend to let it five or seven times and I don't talk to you. And when I stop talking to you, no, I'm mad. Right. So, um, Shelly helps a lot with that. And my little brother helps a ton of that now. But my little brother expects you to work too. I mean, he was raised like I was raised. You know, if you want to go outside and be, need to be on your phone for a minute, that's fine. But don't watch a movie. I mean, I can right. I can see the movie you're watching. The cameras, the cameras are in my office. I've got a hundred inch TV in the office. I can see the movie you're watching. You know, I mean, and the thing about it is, they're watching the movie. What movie and, was it? <laughs> and to their left, and to their left is the big screen where all the cameras are at. So and, they could see themselves being watched. Yeah. They're not like they're hidden. And there's a few of them they can't see because the way I've got it set up, you can see my eyes better. There's a few cameras that they don't need to see, but not not that they don't need to see them. It's just repetitive, right. closer up stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, I know you know I can see you. And you still do it. You still do it. All right, so we're going to sit on top of the world and we're going to make all the, the decisions. It's going to be a black and white deal. What has to happen to make that different? Man, as short and sweet and black and white as you can make it, is I, it? I think kill it, technology. You know, I think everybody went back to flip phones. Mm-hmm. That would probably help a lot. 
you know, where it was generic texting. But I think a lot of it goes back to discipline, like we talked about earlier. It's never the principal's fault. It's never the teacher's fault. It's never the officer's fault. You know, I mean, excuse me, it's never the kid's fault. It's always the principal's right. fault, the officer's fault, the teacher's fault. It's never the kid's fault. You know, when you're, I had people call me as an officer and want to talk about their son. I'm like, well, how old's your son? Oh, he's 30. Well, just let me talk to him. He's 30. I don't yeah. think, I mean. I don't need to talk to you. Yeah. So, and I understand parents want to take care for their kids. But I, I, I like I told you, I didn't write tickets. That wasn't my deal. Yeah. You know? Um Someone told me it's a generational thing, but not like a, oh, it's different from than it was to now because we yeah. all just live in our own generation and then we see the one prior and possibly the one next. But you have someone real good, grandpa, whatever, yeah. and then it kind of goes down, down, and then there's this hard reset. Yep. that's. Do you agree with that? I do for a lot of people. Um, for a lot of people, it's that way. My grandpa was a hardworking man. Yeah. My daddy's a hardworking man. I work hard. My brother works hard. My daughter works hard. She'll hook up with you. She's seven and she'll hook up. <laughs> but some people let their, you know, they want to protect their kids and, you know, don't expose your kids to anything. Yeah. I mean, I've been boxing with my daughter since she was, you know, yet little. I mean, she knows a little bit about that stuff because if she needs it, I want her to have it. But I think that we protect our kids too much sometimes. I don't like my daughter being inside on TV all day long. I don't care if you go in the yard and pick up sticks. Yeah. Go outside and get your color books up. Just go outside. I didn't, I hated rainy days when I was a kid. I wanted to be outside. I had Tonka toys to play with in a dirt pile. <laughs> so daddy brought us a big, big dirt piles in with his kids to play on. So when I was in the woods building forts and, you know, I didn't, I hated being inside. And when it got dark, you had to come home, at least check in and go back in the woods then. Sure. But I, I think you're right. I think it's a, it's a, like you say, every, every generation, it gets a little, little wicked. Like I was talking about the handshake deal a while ago. I mean. That's, I didn't know that. I'll find that guy's name. I can't remember his name right now. He's an older gentleman, but I'll find his name, yeah. I was telling them a while ago, there's a, they did a study that, like in 1980, an average man handshake was like 114 pounds. And now it's 94 pounds or 90 pounds or something like that. And the average woman's handshake back in was like 90 pounds and now it's 100 pounds. So. I, I stories of my grandpa at this at the Carpenter Military Road Station. You know, you can only have so many tires a year. So he would cut your serial number off your tire and put on your new tire for you, if you could if you could afford it. So you could have tires for your car to drive around in. You're rationing on oil. You're rationing on gas. And we're coming back to that. I mean, if we don't change things the way they are now, it's it's going to get worse. Yeah. So harp, harping on what he was saying, you're saying handshakes and women have gone up yeah that's pretty cool right just that i mean that alone because we're so, seeing i mean across the board left right i don't care where you are but we're seeing a shift for sure uh in 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 and i'm i mean your daughter is case in point i mean so, you've got this kick-ass lady who's gonna I, do awesome stuff my mom is one of the best i've ever saw in my life mm -hmm. my mom was five foot tall when i was little she weighed about 100 pounds I wouldn't cross her. No, she was a she was a ball of fire. She worked. She worked in the houses. We remodeled houses. Whatever we were doing, she was with us working. My daughter's the same way. I I surround myself with strong women, and not for any other reason besides Shelly. Shelly's as strong as they come. Mama's as strong as they come. There's no bombing that. Those are that's two ladies I wouldn't want to corner. Yeah. Um. I, I, things have changed. When I was young, daddy always told me, and mama didn't, mama, no, mama, mama's never heard this, so <clears throat> she might, daddy might get in trouble with this, but I had a bully. And he said, you don't have to win the fight. Just make sure tomorrow when he wakes up, he knows you were there. Wow. So that's what I went off of. Yeah. I've been in a few scraps in my life. I've done pretty good for myself. Um, the generation of, of guys is definitely getting different. I mean, growing up, your grandma raised a garden. You know, mine only drove a tractor, mowed the yard. You know, Mama Ruth killed a chicken and, and the, you know, the coon and whatever we were eating at the time. Mm -hmm. She gutted it or whatever. Mama hunted. Mama hunts with us. So it's a, it's, I've always been around, but 
growing up, the ladies in my family, they all farm. We're from St. Charles, Ethel, down through there. They all had farms and gardens and stuff. But they all hug you. They don't shake your hands down there. And that's just, we're Southern. We hug each other, mm-hmm. you know. So, but those women, don't, don't tell them what those women's handshakes were because they worked every day. I mean, they worked. They hold the garden every day. Those women were strong women. And they cooked supper every night and washed the laundry. And now we hire people to scoop dog poop out of our yards. Is it not true? My neighbor has a company and does very well at it, and he scoops dog poop in people's yards. When he first did it, I was like, what? I saw it and talked to him. He was like, yeah, you wouldn't believe in people. How many clients we have already? I'm like, I'm baffled, man. Yeah. I'm no, baffled. No pun, but are you shitting me? Yeah, I know, That's right? for real. So it's, it's uh, I mean, growing up, I couldn't leave the house with my clothes wrinkled. Work clothes or not, you better iron them. It's just a different. It's just a different generation now. People throw whatever on to go to town, but it goes back to like I was saying a while ago. I was raised by you represent your family. When you go out, you represent your family, and I always wanted to uh, look nice. You know, if I'm at home and I'm under one of my tractors or under one of my cars and I'm greasy as I'll get, and I go to the parts house, I'm gonna clean up before I go. Yeah, I'm not going to the parts house dirty. I'm not going up there greasy. It's just I was raised better than that. Yeah, but. The, the generational thing now it has a lot to do with social media. It has a lot to do with um, discipline. You know, is that what it all circles back to? If you could, if you could pick, unfortunately, it is typically the subject of a joke uh, around here. I'm one of of nine kids, uh, which is usually some sort of a, a laughing topic, which is super fun, but. I think the biggest thing being raised in that big old household. I mean, if we if we go out to eat, we had the restaurant rule, is what it was called. You don't say a word, you don't get up, you don't do anything until dad over there or mom over here gets up and says, "Let's go." Yeah, and it's. I mean, it, it was strict, but we didn't view it as this miserable experience to go out and and it's do what you this. knew. It's what I knew, good, bad, or indifferent. It's yeah. it's what I knew, and it was the environment. So I would, I think I would agree with you that discipline was was probably the number one number one factor growing up. Is that if you had to say one thing that there was one thing that you could choose to work, friends, family, relationships, kids, coworkers, whatever? What's the number one principle that you would pick out that would be the most important thing? Honesty. I mean, if 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 I'm being truthful with you, I don't lie to me. I'll find out. I'm very good at that. It's uh, I can read your face pretty well. You got cameras everywhere. So yeah, but I mean, if you're on, I'd rather you just tell me the truth. Hey man, I just don't feel like coming to work tonight. Don't call me and tell me, man, my second aunt's dog. I, no, just just be honest, man. I just I've had a bad day, and well, let's talk about your day, man. What happened? You want to you, know, you want to go eat supper somewhere? What do you, what can I do for you? Just be straight. Just be just flat out with me. You know, um, that's a big deal with me. Um, if I had to change one thing in the world, it would be discipline. I would try to figure out how to make. Um, I I think that the child support system and the parent to, to ratio to mom and dad's visitation is totally jacked up. I think if you're married and you get divorced and you want to see your kid, and she wants to see your kid. Let's do some 50-50 stuff here. Why don't we have a joint bank account instead of whoever? So if, if I'm divorced, I pay the state every month mm-hmm. child support. So why don't we both pay, pay every month child support and have an account for our daughter? I mean, why, why don't we figure something out here? So what do you say in regards to the relationships that aren't so 50-50 and it was really a, a problem? Because, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to say, let's just make it 50-50. No, no, no. From, no, from no I'm saying world, if they but... want 50-50. Okay. Now, if they don't want to do the kid, you got to pay for that kid. I mean, but the, the society screwed up. I mean, a, a man has no say in it, you know? A woman wants an abortion? Okay. But the man still wants the kid. Too bad. That's kind of messed up. That's a pretty big topic right there. That's a big topic right there. It's just, and I, I hate to bring stuff like that up, but it, it's a, I think about these things. 
how hard is it to look at it from 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 both sides? I mean, it's uh, it's tough, man, because I, I see it from both but sides. But it's a, it's important though, right? It is I mean, important because because my in my head, if a woman gets raped and gets pregnant, she has to live with the rest of her life if she has that baby. Sure. So where, where's the line drawn at? Yeah, and that's that's a huge topic I brought up. But, I mean, we we've had had folks say, I say we have it's just personal experiences with with friends and family and everything I mean I, I I don't mind saying I mean I've got my own beliefs and viewpoints that that I hold for whatever reason for whatever makes me feel good to to say it it could it could be for a religious reason it could be for just the way I was raised or, or what I truly think inside but I mean I think it's as equally important and that's that's why you have to be able to step back and I can say I'm I'm pro-life i'm pro-choice whatever it is but you still have to respect the other person's opinion because the same reasons you feel so strongly for why you like it why you understand it and why you think it's perfect or why i think it's perfect is the same freaking reason that they believe that's exactly right so you have to you have to agree to have civil discord i literally have people in my store and friends in my life from every walk of life from both sides of the aisle far left far right i don't care yeah if you're not hurting me yeah and here's my deal I'll have a, I'll talk with anybody. I love Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk with anybody. Just don't yell at me. Just, just have a civil conversation, man. Just be honest. Man. Yeah, just be honest and have a civil conversation about things. We can get into it, but as long as we can clink glasses at the end of it, oh, we're fine. Oh, dude, when we get through, let's, it's like the school. You know, you used to have a bully or whatever, and you get in a fight outside the parking lot, and tomorrow y'all are best friends. Sure. I mean, that's just the way it was growing up. You fight your bully, then tomorrow y'all are best friends and pick on somebody else. And then, then, then yeah. you have three going together. So, yeah. you know, that's just... Is it is it hard... Uh, not hard, but is 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 it common? Is it a common theme that we see that it's just a very hypocritical world? I mean, because we're so quick to say <clears throat> this one thing against this, but as soon as we're in that situation, yes, very much so. I'm I'm dealing with some of that right now with some with some stuff that we've got going on in Saline County, and I'm like, this this don't how do we how do we well, and it's different from a leadership standpoint because when you're put in the role of boss, manager, person, people look up to. It's it's tough. You have to balance that line between sticking to your values and mores, which you have every single obligation and right to stick to. Yeah. And at the same time, I mean, you don't want to make decisions purely based it's, on political and see, stance. That's, that's the deal. I look at everything so thoroughly. It's hard sometimes when to make a like a definitive choice. I'm like, well, man, I see both sides out here. I totally sure. get it. You know, um, it's just. And here lately, I've been put on the put on the front burner a lot because um, everybody comes to me for every little thing and, and Benton going on. They, why is my road done like this? Why is this going on? Why is this going sure. on? When are you going to run for mayor? Hey, I'm I'm I just I, I, wait, wait. Is that on the horizon? Man, I know I should have brought that up. No, I mean, um, I, eventually probably I will. Really? Um, I don't know if I will right now. Um, it's it's a it's a hot topic in Benton right now. It's sure. a liquor store. Every, every time I go somewhere, it's um, it's a hot topic. Hey, you know, when you bring me a sign, I'm like, I'm not running. What are you talking about? Well, I was told you're running. I'm like, no, I'm not. I've not put my hat and my name in the hat yet. So, um, no, I'm not running. Why would you choose to do that with all of the stuff you have going on? Why? Would because you I'm passionate to about Slane County and Benton. I'm passionate the way I want us to grow and, um. I've done construction. I've managed businesses. I don't, some of the things we do um, around Saline County, I question. Not just Saline County and Benton and Bryan. I mean, both places have phenomenal good traits, and we have a few bad traits that we could we could change, and it just takes a little bit of knowledge to know how to do it. I mean, in Benton, we need a different way to fix potholes. We literally throw coal mix in them and drive off. It's not how you fix a pothole. Yeah, that's why you go back over in six weeks fixing it again because it just chugs right back out, you know. And they have stuff to fix them with, you know, tack and how to properly do it. And it's just things that we're behind on. But we need to budget. We got new guys in the street department. John and, and Virgil Vandergriffo were there. Man, that's two of the best guys ever. So we've got we've got good people in place. It's just we gotta we have to. They need some help, you know getting their money budgeted and, and some things going on, but sure. 
Saline County has opportunities to do some major things right now. There's some major stuff in the works in Arkansas that we could get here. There's a major deal going on right now with a with a huge complex that could possibly come to Arkansas, and it would be it's major. I yeah. mean, like major, major. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully this all works out. Hopefully, it comes to Central Arkansas. Right now, they're not looking. Or they look. They've looked here, but we sure. didn't talk to them much. So they've they've gone elsewhere. So, but hopefully, the, you know, something changes and we might get them back. Man, like you said about half an hour ago, big big things on the horizon. Man, I'm 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 pumped. Um, to be in Saline County. I've been here all my whole life. My, yeah. We have been in Saline County since Chisholm Trail came through Saline County. So we've been here forever. <laughs> um, but it's from growing up to now, in the last 40, I'll be 42 this year, in the last 42 years, there's been a lot of change. I mean, a lot of change. For the better. For the better, yeah. I mean, we've grown. There's some things we need to work on. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know if y'all left here today, but every road in Saline County flooded today. So, I mean, there's some – years ago, they didn't look at drainage and flooding and like they should have. So Sure. Things have changed, and we've got to – we need to work on that a little bit and how we route some things. That's that's a major – that's a huge undertaking is, is water. So yeah. yeah. Where it goes and all that good stuff. So Last topic. Super serious. Most important one. You're big into softball. Uh, What's up with that? Man. And how do I get in on it? You anytime you want to come play, come on. You 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 travel and stuff. What's what's up with softball? I used to travel quite a bit. I don't travel there as much anymore. Right. I'm gonna play a little forty and over this year, and it's a uh, goes back to discipline. These young guys you play college ball with now like to whine and complain about everything. I'm like, man, I'm here for the weekend <laughs> for fun. Um, so, and you can get big into it. I mean, I've had guys make lots of money playing softball that I'm sure. friends with that that live in this. Town, yeah, made hundred thousands a year playing softball. So, no kidding, softball is a huge industry, huge industry. So in Celine here, and specifically Bryant, um, baseball is massive. Baseball is massive, which was one of the awesome things we got to learn about when we were doing uh, yeah. some of our shoots and stuff. And so the, the parks that I'm talking about has 22 fields to play ball on. Wow, plus a stadium. Wow, plus 12 soccer fields. Plus hotels and plus yeah, so yeah it's a it's Everything. a big it's a big deal man. I mean you've got a lot of hometown guys from here that play. I mean uh, I've played for Chris Walker for a while, one of the best sponsors. Of course, Chris is one of my, one of my closest friends ever. There's hardly anybody better than Chris Walker. I mean you've got so many good people in Saline County that it's unreal. But yeah. we've got we we I want to do it for fun, and I'm going to travel playing forty and over and have fun and doing it. Um, if it's not fun, I'm not, I don't want to do it anymore. Sure. You know, I've got a daughter now. I'd rather hunt and fish with her. Yeah. I mean, it's. I was playing in high school, and that's as far as I got. So and I didn't play ball growing up. Really? Nope. I worked. This is late game for you. This was after I became an adult. After I turned eighteen, I started playing softball. How did? What you were? You lost a bet or something, and had to so, play for the church or something? What yeah, happened? I really? Played for the church one night. They were short, and that's I went. Awesome. I went and played for them. Yeah. So. Uh, it turned into something other. Like I mean, I like to play wolf ball when I was, you know, I played sure. wolf ball a little bit growing up, and yeah. I got to, I was terrible. I'm not gonna lie, I could hit it, yeah. but I couldn't field nothing. Right. And I'm still not the best fielder. I'll go get it, but I can whack it around a little bit. Yeah, I can whack it pretty well. Man, that was I played through high school, and uh, uh, I'm still waiting for puberty to hit. But uh, it was it was pretty rough watching those guys. I'm like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah. And uh, I mean, getting up to bat, these guys, I, I never forget. The uh, local local college there, we had the pitcher on our team, and I was sixteen, and that's when they opened up the bracket, and because uh, it was you know eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and all that stuff, and it was sixteen on up, and so our guy shows up third inning, I'm like, dude, where where have you been? He goes, sorry, we just finished our our ULM whatever deal, our our practice, and so he was using the city league as as practice, and I remember getting up on a on a high school field against these college guys and older guys just getting smoked by you know 85s and 90s and all that i'm like this is this has taken all the fun out of it yeah. i am i am terrified to be up here so short story long i stopped playing and then uh got in on a church league and freaking softball man is so fun. Man, I, I used to run the the city league here and we had a we had a huge we had like seventy two teams on here at one time. It was a huge Are league. You serious? Yeah, it was huge and had a lot of fun. Um 
and I enjoyed it. But I after I decided I wanted to play ball and actually move up in the ball, mm-hmm. I bought a pitch machine, and I had a you took it serious. I got serious, um, and I hit every day. Yeah, I mean, and Chris Walker helped me do that. I watched him. I didn't know anything about softball. Yeah, and I watched him taking BP one day on the Legion field. Him and Zach King, and I was like, man, these guys are hitting twenty to backside. 20 to right center, 20 to center, 20 to left center, and 20 to the left. I'm like, what are they, what are they doing? And that's what I started learning about. Well, you only get so many home runs, so you got to find a hole. And mm-hmm. and I just I learned mm-hmm. a lot from Timmy Howard, Chris Walker, and Zach. Um, those three guys were, were good. And then I met a guy named Adam Ushery, who's a phenomenal ball player. Um, and there, there's so many people in the softball world that I think a, a, a lot of, but that's probably for my – my closest ones that I still sure. I'm still in contact with, um, but I, I learned a lot from those guys. You know what to do in situationals, and it, it's 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 a lot different than baseball once you get into the upper upper realm of it. So sure, it's completely different. If ever you need a a, a bat boy or or you know whatever, you just man, we play Monday nights and Benton. Come on, let's go. Hey, fifteen it, nine fifteen, wherever you want to go. I got a pitch machine. Let me know, dude. All right, as as is per custom. Uh, to wrap this up, you've got to write your name pretty small there. We're going to rip it off and, and label your bottle um, of your delicious larceny, which go is one of my favorites. Go. What's your go-to? Can we get a bigger marker to write the small letters <laughs> with? I mean. We'll work on it. Y'all need to, y'all, I, I, need to go to, I need to go to Home Depot for y'all. I got to talk to our production I write tiny. Company. This thing's huge. What's your go-to whiskey, man? What's what's top? If- man, Larceny's probably my favorite. Really? Yep. Uh, Larceny's well, a good one, then. probably my favorite um, whiskey. And then I've got on a rum kick here lately, though. Mm-hmm. So Rum Haven Rum, if you not tried it. So I am a weird store. So like when you come in and want Tito's, or if you come in and want – Tito's is a bad thing. That's really good. If you come in and want some – Stupid high end something or another, and I know something that's half price is way better. I'm gonna be like, hey, look, man, I can save you some money, and I promise you, it's a better drink. Hmm. Ninety nine percent of the time, it works. I got you. Do you, I mean, do you have the guys come in that are asking for those either hard to find or whatevers, and do you have like yeah. a call list and all this stuff? I mean, it's like a. I have I have a list. Cult. Yeah. That I use so. <laughs> This morning I watched a TikTok about all this, and they call them whiskey douches. They come in your store and I want nothing but you know your top end stuff. Right. Um, but I have my regulars that I I want to take care of my regulars. That's who I want to take care of first. The guys that come in my store and buy regularly from me is who I want to who's out who I want to take care of. Um, if you become regular in my store, then I'll take care of you too. But I don't think it's fair for this hard to get stuff to go to whoever. Sure. I, I want I want I want the guys that are my regular customers that want to be in my store that come you know chit chat to get that good stuff. So that's what I do with it. Keep it fair. I'm trying to keep it fair, but I don't care what you mix with what. It, I it, do. It, it don't it don't bother me any. To uh, it bothers me a lot. I'm, I'm going to start working at Bo's store, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he won't make it long in my store. <laughs> Customer, just, customers just customers are right about. Please seventy five percent of the time. Please put the seven up back. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but I mean, most I'm just, I'm just kidding. Mix whatever you want. Most of those guys that have that they want the high end stuff. No, not the buy. Yeah, not right. The high end stuff. Right. I mean, um, but I, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a lot of stuff out here now that that's a top twenty. That's a, usually a top twenty spirit in the world every year. Forgot. They also have to do right a, a date. You gonna write on the bottle or just on the, you wanna put a little right, piece of tape go. on it? Let's let's do tape and then we can Jeez. uh just just re redo your name if you don't mind. I gotta read This is a practice. Hey, Bo was here on this day. He told us he loves people ruining their whiskeys. Yeah. It's a really good time. Well this big huge magic marker to write on this duct tape with. <laughs> And that's a wrap.